forever, ever, forever, ever, and ever, forever, ever. Player made forever, forever, ever, forever, ever, and ever, forever, ever, and ever, ever. Player pimping waste is 93. I'm the last of a dying breed. Elevating the entire league. Jump and jump and jump and shoot the three. Young and restless, barely seeing sleep. Living in the belly of the beast. Pit bulls running off the leash. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Amalgamation Nation, the AM Nation pod, your source for gaming, sports, anime news, and so much more. As always, I am the anime watching booty knife gang repping John Cena's bestie, the Shack Daddy himself, Ryan Green Machine Ebner, and this is a sports episode this week. We're going over conference championship Sunday. Those two games will break down what happened there. We're going to talk. Um, a little, a little baseball, a little hockey, a little wrestling, you know, a little bit, a little bit of sprinkling around here. Enjoying the last couple of shows before a slowdown period. You know what I mean? Just really embracing it here. Um, and then we'll, we'll see how it goes there. Uh, right now this week as well, you can check out new gaming. So episode dropped this week where you get your podcast that, uh, was myself and Joey going over pal world and all the craziness going on with there uh, and a lot of other gaming news as well. And then yesterday, the Weebisode team, myself, Mike and Elaine, because junior did not show up. You know what I mean? Didn't show up to work. Technically he showed up, but we hadn't started recording yet. Yeah. And then he realized he's like, all right, well, there's my thoughts. Bye. And that was it. You know what I mean? So real, Real wild, uh, but yeah, he, he was there. We did uh, Weebisode Book Club. We did Go Go Loser Ranger Volume One, so go check that out now as well. Uh, before we do the whole rigmarole, joining me today, Petey Tahiti Argus. Pete, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, I know you mentioned, you know, just you know, sports shows probably starting to slow down here over the next few weeks. Um, I just want to just say, hey, we got to enjoy. This Super Bowl that's going to be coming up here. And we have to enjoy this because we are going into the dead space here of sports. It's not as bad as during the summer. During the summer, it gets real rough. During, like, baseball, like, All-Star Game Week, that's rough. Um, But, yeah, just enjoy it. But, no, I can't believe, hey, end of January today. Already about February tomorrow. So, yeah, it's going to be done like dry January. Well, dry-ish January, I would say, um, that I didn't have here. So, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? Uh, doing good. I also I don't know, stat person can correct me on this, which I guess would be me. Uh Is this the first time, Pete, we've like made it like through the whole football season without missing a show? Wow. Like where at um, least we did an episode every week. I don't I don't know if I have. No, 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 but think, like we've at least put yeah. out an episode like every week. <sighs> Wow, I think we have. I think that this might be the first year. Wow, that's pretty good. Hey, kudos to us. Pat the back to us. We did it. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Boom, there we go. Boom, awesome. Uh, Yeah, I'm doing good, doing good. Uh, And joining us today, she is editor editor and socials for Full Press AHL. She covers the Cleveland Monsters and the Grand Rapid Griffins. The host of Grace by Rain, the rain dancer herself. Some would say... The Christian Howard Stern, Elaine Shercliffe. Elaine, how are you? <laughs> oh, I miss BK. <laughs> <laughs> All it takes is like you just to piss him off, 
And then he comes out. You know what I mean? And he's like, oh, I got nothing better to do. He like puts the baby down. He's like, I've had enough. Dad's got to do something right now. Uh. Oh, man. I think I listened to that, like, him yelling at me. Like, that clip. I think I've listened to it, like, I don't know, 20 times, maybe. Someone at work listens to the podcast. And he, he Shout out like, to them. I he was like, I didn't know that we could talk to you like that. <laughs> I was like, no. No, no, no. You can't. <laughs> you, you cannot. cannot. <laughs> no, Elaine's coworker, you can't talk to her like that. This is a different environment. This is a l- this is- more hostile environment here. Because Mike's in charge of HR and he just lets it ride. You know what I mean? Yeah. He does not care. <laughs> guy that I um, Venmoed for wasting my time. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. That's awesome. Wow. Well, thanks for the listen, <laughs> though. <laughs> I literally broke down how much I make an hour and then broke it down by, like, how much time they wasted and charged. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. wow. That is That's intense. Awesome. Um, <laughs> wow. All right. Well, yeah, well, as we mentioned, BK, not here. Right, kind of weird when you really listen to the show and we talk about the topics here. Yeah, Yeah, he's not here. I'm gonna do my best to really channel that energy. Uh, I don't think I can, but I'm gonna try very, very hard here um, to do that. But yeah, let's uh, before we get into it, as always, uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. It's at AM Nation Pod. Hit the follow button on all those. Listen on podcast services just such as Spotify and others. Just search Amalgamation Nation. As I mentioned, you got a bunch of episodes you can find right now, so go check those out. Um, get follow, like, share, listen, you know, all those good things. We do appreciate it. Twitch.tv slash Undead Black Bulls, where you find David. You give him a follow and a sub. If you do have Amazon Prime, you get a free Twitch gaming sub a month, so give it to Undead Black Bull. And you can help support the show by using that Epic Games content creator code AMNationPod. So whether you're playing Fortnite or maybe you're on the Rocket League, uh, maybe you're playing on the Epic Games or on your PC, use that code AMNationPod. Um, earlier today, uh, the company, one of the companies re- released that they're coming out with like a... Well, it is basically the re- revamped Guitar Hero guitar, rock band guitar, because you can use it in Fortnite in their their rock band mode. So that will be coming out. So maybe you're going to do that. So use that code AMNationPod. Help support the show. No extra cost to you. Now, let's start the show off. On a, I, well, I don't know. I have not seen these, so they might not be positive. <laughs> I have no idea. But on a good, maybe, note, surprise. All right, so last week we started the Elaine's Tweets of the Week. Now we're going to do them again. Elaine, are we just going in order here? Yeah, well, the one there's one on my phone, which was my favorite, but the person deleted it, and I'm very sad. Do you want to do that one first before Pete and I start Yeah, clicking? just because okay. there's no point in doing it later. Okay. So someone, I mean, it, it combines my favorite things, which is Parks and Rec and <laughs> obviously Taylor Swift. Uh, and somebody tweeted out about how much money she made trying to allude to the fact that Travis Kelsey made her that money. <laughs> uh, and this fake account, like Burt Macklin account, if you guys have seen Parks and Rec. Have you guys seen Parks and Rec? Yes, I have. Okay. Yes. Yes. They responded with, so they bought a printing press and are printing illegal money. I finally got her now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay. So right. the first one is, it's not so much that it's funny, but like, 
It's from the Jepsons Malort <laughs> account. Oh yeah. And it yeah, and it's uh, you know, um Eminem double birding all the uh 49er fans and it says me to everyone who hates Malort <laughs> and then the account tweeted like shout out to all my haters. <laughs> it's very Chicago centric for a game that didn't have Chicago in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this next one, someone just took a video from TikTok. Um, and the video is this guy in a Browns white jersey, like pounding the wall in anger. And he's like realizing it took Taylor Swift fans three months to see their team in the Super Bowl. And I've never seen my team there in 22 years. Feel that. I know, right? This guy is obviously 22 because it's been a lot longer than that. Um. This guy is so. Oh, I love this um, one. I love this I, one. Yes. I, I love this guy. Uh, his name is Tony X. He, I remember when he became a hockey fan, like, I don't know, five or six years ago. And he, he had no clue what hockey was and started watching in the playoffs. And it was great. Um, but <clears throat> the score tweeted out that uh, after being ruled out tonight against the Blazers, the reigning MVP can only miss five more games to remain eligible to win it again. Mm-hmm. And Tony X quote retweeted it and said, he running out of PTO just like us. <laughs> That's so true. Cause I'm running low too, Joel. No, I'm running low too. Feel <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, this one is a hockey centric tweet. <laughs> And a Taylor Swift tweet. Look at that. Look at me. Uh, <clears throat> this girl, I don't know how to say it. I think it's... Apasana? Nope, I don't Sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll go with it. She said, are we making 87 bracelets? Are we writing 87 on our hands instead of 13s? Are we wearing sequins? This is my first Super Bowl. Please advise. And uh, this, this girl, Chrissy... Quote retweeted it and said, glad to see that Sidney Crosby is finally getting the recognition he deserves. Yes, yes that's good. That's good. <laughs> like, you know what? That's the one good thing about um, Connor Bedard is I don't have to hear about Sidney Crosby every night, just like every other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan seen this one because he sent it to me, and I think I laughed about it for like a really long time, probably more than I should admit. <laughs> Uh, Pop Face tweeted out that Kansas City is playing San Francisco in this year's Super Bowl. <laughs> and this obvi- this very obvious Taylor Swift fan, her name is Karen, and her at is at picture to Kern. So instead of picture to burn. Kern. She said, so basically it's between Red and Red Taylor's version. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I love yes. that one. <laughs> Okay, now these three go together, and it's um, poor Elmo. Oh yeah, <laughs> they are they are all Elmo centric tweets. Um, when Elmo tweeted out wanting to know, Elmo is just checking in. How is everyone doing? And that was my favorite. One of the first people to respond was the Detroit Free Press, <laughs> and they're like, "We've been better, Elmo." This was what was that the day after? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and, and then NBC, um, NBC Sports in Chicago responded, uh, can you skate? <laughs> because right now the poor Blackhawks, every time they turn around, I'm waiting for them to start calling up season ticket holders at this point. <laughs> and then uh, this person, I adore her Twitter account. She's always in my mentions. Um, it's at CBJ Blankenberg. Her name's Haley. And she was like, I'm a Blue Jackets fan, Elmo. How do you think it's going? That's awesome. I love, I love that so much. <laughs> it is not awesome, Ryan. It is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good is happening in Columbus anywhere. I love, I love, not going to lie, I'm tired, Elmo. Lots going on, Little Red. I did, I literally sat here after those tweets came out, and I like went through the quote tweets, and I was just reading so many on that thread because it made me laugh so hard because just all of us just won the trauma jump, trauma dump on Elmo. And, like, shout out to, like, the whoever runs the social comp for Elmo then, like, a day later being like, oh, Elmo's glad he asked. Everybody should, like, you know, talk about their feelings or something. Like, thanks, Elmo. You didn't give a shit. You basically just said, yeah, stay good, buddy. Keep it going, bro. It's like one of those if you, like, check in on somebody, you know, I think everybody's guilty of this, right? You're like, hey, man, how you doing? Like, oh, man, you know, and like, oh, all right, dude, sounds good. And then you, like, move on with it. Like, you don't actually, like, really dig into that. You just let it go because you don't want to deal with that. That was Elmo. <laughs> I think it's funny. I've seen people put tweets out like that before. <laughs> and like no one's responded really that way. I think it's funny that 35K people quote retweeted. Oh, that yeah. With, like, so how good. awful they were feeling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, what is it about Elmo that made everyone want to just like <laughs> dump the trauma? He asked. You know what I mean? He did. Don't ask questions you don't want the answers to, people. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, The last two also go underneath their responses to a tweet. Shay Serrano tweeted out, all Patrick Mahomes does is film insurance commercials and go to the Super Bowl. And um, this guy, Russ Holler, responded and said, and he's all out of insurance commercials. And I don't know. That just made me laugh really hard. (laughs) (laughs) And then the this lady Susan Lassiter Lyons responded with, "That's his bundle." <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, like these are things that wouldn't make sense unless you actually watch the games with all their <laughs> his commercials. The MVB, like, oh yeah, just rips his shirt open. He throws confetti in the air, and Andy Reid's just like. Did, did you guys see the tweet come out of what like Patrick Mahomes in the locker room with the shirt off? Did you guys see that? Yeah. And I loved, oh, you did not? My God, no. hilarious. I loved everyone's like, this fat ass is running. You're allowing him to run a third and 12 on your ass, dude, but they can't tackle him. And like everyone's just body shaming Patrick Mahomes real bad. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's because I guess you didn't expect Patrick Mahomes to look like that underneath. Honestly, I don't think I did. You know, like no. I, Mahomes be- better like, shape than I me. He looked like a Ken doll. Or like no, Ken, he looks like way Ken more dad, way more dad bod. Dad way bod. more dad bod like see, except like a naked point, mole like, rat like no hair and then he's got this little <laughs> belly pouch and it's like huh <laughs> yeah, i'm yeah. like wow and then like you know i understand a lot of the things but yeah i just love everybody was clowning on that i was like oh my god dude <laughs> i know they're just going after him it's funny because like yeah we like compare Mahomes to like brady or whatever mm-hmm. and it was like both of them are like 
I mean, yeah, Brady at the end of his career, like, really got in shape. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I mean, like, both those guys are, like, wait, Not what? super, like, like <laughs> great-looking dudes, you know what I mean? Like, body-wise, physique-wise, they're not yeah. very, you know. I love it. They're not I DK noticed, Metcalf, you know what too. I mean? <laughs> yeah. I noticed that, too, like, in F1, the people who are, like, like Max Verstappen, he's the best one, right? <clears throat> And he's got the daddiest bod of all of the, I don't mean daddy in a weird way. He has a dad bod in the most dad bod way. Mm, all right, we got it. <laughs> Sorry, I realized how weird it sounded to say If you've listened to the Weebisode already from, no, you haven't listened. Well, yeah, you did. You might be able to listen to the Weebisode because I'm putting it out right after we're done here. So if you listen to the Weebisode, if you listen to that first and then this, you will really understand how this kind of all goes in together because it got a little oh, weird on the show. <laughs> it got I'm excited to listen to that. Well inappropriate. <laughs> are by me, Mike, and Elaine. <laughs> this is why you can't have Mike and I on the same show. I said something and Mike just goes, Whoa, you cannot do that. And I was like, Oh, well. I've <laughs> already said I it. Added to it. Yeah. I made it worse. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Oh, man. That's good shit. Well, Elaine, thank you for Elaine's tweets of the week. Those are fantastic. I love that. I do think this is way better this time because Pete and I could actually see the tweets. Yeah, yeah so I, I, I enjoyed it more. Don't describe them. Don't yeah. have to describe the pictures to you. Yeah, yeah no, no offense yeah. to your describing skills, but I'm like, more of a visual person. Like I'm listening to a fucking audio book of Elaine reading tweets. Like, that's what that is, dude. <laughs> you know what, Elaine? That, that's how I should have answered the question yesterday when you asked, hey, like, so how does an audio book work for manga? Like, with the fight scenes? Like, what do you do? Like, that's exactly this. Would have been when you're reading the tweets of Pete and I are like, yeah, 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 that's funny. All right, I like that. I like the concept. That sounds good. (laughs) That's so good. Oh, man. All right. Well, Elaine, you're not done yet because you got some hockey things going on this week. Some. All. (laughs) The NHL All Star game is this weekend. Um, I think the AHL All Star is better than the NHL, but anyway. On Thursday, which is, if you're listening to this, is tonight, at 6 p.m., the Professional Women's Hockey League is doing a three-on-three um, three-on-three event as to kick off the NHL All-Star Weekend. Um, so if you want to see some of these women who are phenomenal athletes play and you haven't had a chance to watch yet, you have your chance now at 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the NHL All-Star is on sun- Saturday and Sunday at night. And then the AHL All-Star game is taking place in San Jose. Um, the skills is at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Sunday and then on Monday is the All-Star Challenge, which is, is a lot of fun. It's three-on-three tournaments, like around Robin. The NHL players and fans that have seen it last year were like, oh, wow, this is actually really cool. It's going to be on NHL Network. So I thoroughly suggest, you know, watching it. It's at 6 – the challenge is at 6 p.m. Monday Pacific, 9 p.m., Eastern Sundays is at, like I said, 5 p.m. and it's slash 8 p.m. So 
I would definitely check those out. Especially the AHL one. It just seems to be more fun. The vibes there. I have not met one AHL person who was like, I'd rather be on vacation or I'd rather rest my body. They're very excited to be at the events. And it translates very well into the product that's on the ice. Like they take it very seriously. They have a lot of fun. Uh, last year during, during the breakaway challenge, uh, Gabriel Dumont, who is now, I think he's on Utica, maybe. He was on the Syracuse Crunch. Um, he, uh, his, he got his son to go out and his son totally scored on the goaltender and it wasn't like the goaltender let him score either. (laughs) Yeah. Like his son just came out and he had a mission and he went. So highly suggest that, especially like there's no football going on. So if you're looking to fill your time, watch some hockey, there's okay. Isn't there the pro bowl? Bowl? No. Yeah, he said no. Don't get me started on the football. Thank you. Thank you. I agree. I will say, though, any type of all-star, when you talk about hockey or NHL, NHL, AHL, or the NBA, or football, I'm all about the skills challenges. I'm good for all of that. I love a good football skills challenge, too. Good shit. You know what I mean? So that's cool. But the actual game itself, yeah, no, no. I don't yeah. know. No, the, the AHL one skills, I don't really like the NHL skills really often because, like I said, they don't they don't always have fun with it. There are years where they have fun with it. Like when it was in Columbus, everyone seemed to have fun. And I was like, I thought city of Columbus. But yeah. <laughs> um, it was it was a lot of fun to watch. But the AHL one every year consistently, whether it be the skills or the actual game, it's so much fun because it's like this three on three round robin and every guy like there you would think that you're watching like a playoff game <laughs> they get so into it i'm like damn and then monday the reason why i am no longer going to san jose and i gotta tell you it was really weird to cancel a flight to san jose from from cleveland ohio to to uh look at hotels in London, Ontario (laughs) instead. Significantly different weather, (laughs) a lot less sun. It's literally Cleveland North. It is right across the water. Um, The, there was um, an alleged sexual assault amongst the 2018 world juniors team um, from Canada. And the, they had asked five of the players to surrender um, over the past like week and a half. And the press conference is on Monday. Um, I only say this because I think like, I don't want to harp on it. I don't want to get too much into it, especially since I don't know all the details obviously yet because I am not in the press conference yet. Cause that's Monday and today is Thursday. <clears throat> um, but I think it's something that we need to talk about. It needs to be in the news. It doesn't need to be, opinion based though um i it's just gonna help um change the culture in sports and hockey but i think we also have to remember to keep an open mind um and really listen to the facts before we start going off on everything especially if you're a journalist fans do what you want journalist mind your p's and q's says the girl who had a lot to say about Sean Watson. 
<laughs> I know. Um. <laughs> But I wasn't covering. But I wasn't covering. Yeah, you're not so covering. You're not covering them. I, yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's true. Yeah, right. but that's at two p.m. So if anyone wants to watch me or listen to me ask questions to the police, <laughs> I'm so fucking nervous. <laughs> Hello, this is Elaine. Elaine Sharecliffe, full press and amalgamation nation here. Uh, just looking. At- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, that is that would be pretty nervous to ask the police officer some questions. Yeah, usually yeah. they're asking you the questions. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, especially at my job. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, true. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, so I'm nervous as heck. That's another reason why I brought it up. So if you guys could send me all of your confidence, I send you all great. the vibes, all the vibes. Um, well, there we go. We'll see what you have to say. I know you'll probably you'll be posting about it, and then we'll talk about it next week on the show um, as well. What is going on up there in London, Ontario? Some would say the better London, right? Some would say. Mm, I don't know yet. I haven't been to either, but probably just as gray and dreary as the other one. You know what I mean? <laughs> probably it's so. Yeah, probably right. Probably right. Um, you were talking about the All Star Games, and it it just jogged my memory. I never threw it in the notes. But did you guys see that we're doing a little Steph Curry versus Sabrina, dude? Three point contest yeah. at the NBA. Yeah. Whoa, shit, yeah. 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 I cannot pronounce Sabrina's oh, last name. An- Anoskyu. On- Onos. Onosku. It's super hard to do. Yeah. It, yeah. I can't it's... figure it out. Sabrina. So I, you know what I mean. Yeah, Sabrina. Yeah, oh, Sabrina. I thought it was an. I thought it was an L. I Is it L? But it's like oh, it's. God. No, it's it, that's a capital that? I. That's a capital I. Oh my I. gosh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say it. You know what I mean? But I'm now I'm gonna look and see if there's like, does it show you? You know, Wikipedia sometimes will tell you like how to pronounce the name. Let's see. It's not gonna, huh? Super rude. Well, yeah, Sabrina, point yeah. guard off of the uh, the New York Liberty. She will be competing in a three-point contest with Steph Curry at the All-Star Game weekend. Honestly, pretty dope, dude. Yeah, pretty, pretty dope. cool. That, that'll probably be the one thing I could turn on. And I'll be yeah. like, yeah. It's, it's weird how at this point, um, I mean, we can get into this, obviously, when, you know, the All-Star weekend is for the NBA. But, like, it's funny how, like, the three-point contest is way more exciting than a dunk contest now. Yeah. Like, to me, I would much rather watch three point contest. I don't yeah. know what it is. It's not anything fascinating, but I don't know. I just much, much rather watch that. I mm-hmm. also like to see people make free throws because I know that that's a thing that people still do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait. Yeah. I found I found a YouTube thing that says how to say her name, but now I just realized I'm wearing headphones. I don't know how that's gonna work. Well, you're gonna have to like relay it to us then. Yeah. Okay, give me a second. This is going to be really... This is going to be horrible. Oof. Let's see. Give me a second. We're not there yet. I mean, I like that you thought it was an L. That was cool. Yeah. That was pretty good. Threw me for a loop. I was like, I don't think so. Unless I can't read. KD received a Nets tribute video today. Eonescu. Eonescu? Oh. Nescu. Okay, that makes sense. If I would have sounded it out like hard enough, I think I could have got there. Maybe. Nescu. I would. I, I wouldn't have gotten there. So. <laughs> Shout out to YouTube. <laughs> oh man, that's good. That's good. Well, there we go. Well, yeah. People looked at me weird when I kept calling her like Lone School. Lone School. 
Yeah, it's definitely not an Ionescu. It's, yeah, it's right. not yeah. a, it's not, not an L. Not the <laughs> same. No, no, it's not. All right, Pete, here we go. Think we would have been able to avoid baseball for another couple of weeks. Thought we wouldn't have to do it until you got back from spring training, but here we go. I know, that would have been great, but you know what? Hey, you know what? After I, I have this part of, uh, you know, the, the baseball, I'll turn it over to BK uh, so we can talk about this because, you know, I, I feel like he's the subject matter expert when it comes to this. Uh, but the O's got sold. How about that? He's been talking about this for, like, I feel like for years, right? Like, he's been talking about Angelo's family. They just got to sell. Um, but it's good. It was a good sale for them to have. It sounds like they're going to stay in Baltimore. Uh, a couple billionaires basically, you know, sold them or got sold to. One point seven. Two five billion, um, you know, there to David Rubenstein, and I think who else was in there? I thought there was someone else that was involved. A couple others, but the main one that people really are going to care, care about is Cal Ripken, is part of the ownership group, which is fantastic. Um, so that's great for Baltimore. Um, so I'm sure BK is through the roof, um, absolutely hyped about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean. I would turn it over to BK, but obviously he's not on the show. Um, <laughs> but you know what, BK? I know you're going to listen to this, and you're probably going to be hyped about it, and you're probably going to have a lot more to say than probably me, Ryan, or Elaine can probably talk about this. But, hey, congrats, man. Good for you. It's, Dude, wh- you, know, you know, it's a good thing for you. I literally saw this, and one of the first things I saw was a quote tweet from a White Sox fan, and it's the video from Yu-Gi-Oh! where he hits the ground. It's like, why couldn't it have been me? And that's literally <laughs> it, dude. Like, I want nice things. But, but, and this, to really bring this in, one of the White, Fo- White Sox podcasts I also do, the very first episode they put out then the day was, will the sale of the Orioles create a uh, sale for Dylan Cease? And I was like, wow. Wow, we are locked in on the O's here on the south side, dude. I'm like, you know, I mean, that's cool. I'm like, that's dope. Cool. Go ahead, take Dylan Z's. You know what I mean? That's one thing, though. If you're if you are an O's fan, again, I, when when BK jumps back in here eventually, um, I would love to hear his his rebuttal or his thoughts on this because, like, my assumption is, you get a new owner, a new ownership group. What do they want to do? They want to spend money, dude. Usually, that's usually the way it works, right? They want to spend money. They want to get a good product out there. O's are in a really unique position because they do have so much young talent that they've uh, from, you know, internally through the pipeline that um, let's see where the O's go from here. That's honestly pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I could only dream of that on the south side, dude. I could only dream. Yeah, they're making moves. They're making moves in Baltimore. Um, And I'm sure BK would probably touch upon this. Like you probably could add some pitching. You always can have pitching. Oh, uh, that's the thing you could always add. Um, so I'm pretty sure for Riley, from his standpoint, they could probably add that. But um, no, exciting times. I mean, I know it's been a rough week, probably in the city of Baltimore uh, this past week. Um, but hey, positive though. It's I mean, I'm sure BK's already on to O season. He's already on to those. It I'm seems sure like they had to sell. They had to trade the Ravens falling falling apart there on Sunday for this. You know, yeah, they had the sacrifice as Elaine talked about with Detroit, which we're going to get to that as well. But yeah. the sacrifice that Baltimore had to make there—that's tough. That's tough. I, 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 I would love to know BK like what he would have rather had happen. You know, I know where I think what I would rather have had happen, but you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, because in my position, right, if you were to tell me I have one or two things, it's like let's say the Bears are on a roll, 
right? Bears are on a roll, and they're they're a game. They're in the NFC Championship game, or I get the White Sox to sell in that in that in that year. Like, what's gonna happen? See, I kind of gonna have to stick with the Bears because I've never seen them win a Super Bowl. Whereas BK, hey man, you've seen the Ravens win a Super Bowl. You know what I mean, dude? How often can you get it, the Angelos out of town? You know what I mean, dude? Oh, I, they, I think well, John Angelo is still staying on as like a like a, a mm. like an investor or something like that. But yeah, still you know. part of it. Yeah, um, but, just to make him feel good. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. Just hey, we'll we'll still save the sweet for you. Yeah, <laughs> you, you still have that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just for the weekday games. But uh, yeah, you can still have it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I I got a I got a feeling what uh what BK would answer. Yeah, um, I got a feeling yeah, what BK would answer. But hey, you know what? He's on the pot. So that's yeah. hey. all right. We'll just it never is. know, really, when he'll answer. Yeah, yeah so he's probably really upset about this, right? Yeah, he's probably pissed. Yeah, he's probably Aww. pissed. He loves the Angelos family. <laughs> Don't speak ill. Don't speak ill of BK's name like that, dude. That's so mean. You guys are you guys are trying, dude. They're trying. They're seeing. Can they provoke him one more time? How do we get him out of hiding? How do we do it? This is it. We poke I the bear. I feel like he's gonna like bust in like the Kool Aid Man yeah. again. I hope he does, and he doesn't even acknowledge that Pete said anything wrong. He just acknowledges Elaine. It just attacks Elaine. <laughs> It's, well, it was it was so funny when um well sorry Elaine it was funny when BK like attacked him because I got uh, like it was like a day or two later and like um, Molly actually listened to it and she's like BK is just so mean like he is so mean to her he was like and you know what I just don't like that he still doesn't like Cleveland and you know what I know that he was talking about me and you know what? I just, I'm just like. I just don't like it. He's such a mean person. <laughs> if only she had seen me. Like, if only the video was being shown of me yeah. while BK was yelling. <laughs> He's so funny. Yeah. I mean, he really, he pulled out those from deep. You know, the Christian Howard Stern. He said, you're the uh, the the fraud dancer, the not the rain the dancer. dancer. Oh, oh man some would say the fraud <laughs> he was so oh man i love that he was locked like, in i love that they're mortal enemies to be honest oh absolutely it's it's great because i don't think bk really hated or didn't dislike the city of cleveland until he met my wife <laughs> it's until true he met yeah it like, like really yeah. like pushed it like he did not care i don't think he ever cared you know, Molly he's like, whatever, my, dude. My hero now. Molly might be my yeah. hero. <laughs> I mean, yeah. she's Cleveland through and through. So yeah. you say you say, you say anything about Cleveland, yeah. she'll get you. Hey, I, my, I'll let you know. That's my bestie, but your pizza sucks compared to ours. You know what I mean? I'll stand by that one. I don't care. Well, Still my bestie, but I'll stand by that. You know what I mean? Anywho's, I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna give that Cleveland no. person up there a chance to rebuttal. No thanks, dude. <laughs> No, thanks. No, move on. I don't know if you know this. This isn't Grace by Rain. All right. I'm the hostess with the most is here. All right. I don't think so. Uh, hey, who's speaking of uh, wrestling there? Uh, Cody Rhodes and Bailey win the Royal Rumble matches this past weekend. Uh, that kid was at Tropicana Field down there in St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, overall, watched it. The women's Royal Rumble match was actually really fun. I enjoyed that. That kick started the show. It was awesome. The rest of the card, the rest of the three matches, including the men's Royal Rumble, not that great. Not that great at all. Not unfortunate, but it's okay. Uh, in sad news, CM Punk, who was looking like he was going to have a chance to main event WrestleMania, 
going for one of the titles after coming back to the WWE, tore his tricep in the match. So he is out four to six months, it looks like. Tough, dude. Finished the match with the torn tricep, but tore his tricep, dude. That is yeah. shitty. That is shitty. That is. That yeah. sucks for him. Yeah. I just imagine tearing yeah. the tricep. I just feel like it's not great. You know what I mean? Maybe mm, he needs to just... like get a hold of Ray Lewis, see what Ray Lewis was spraying on his arm. Dead deer antler spray, whatever he was doing back in the day. Oh, yeah, to play through that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, one tweet that did not make Elaine's list, but I was like, if I had my own, I would have put it in there. My favorite one was, hey, do you still think that Ray, Ray would be down to like stab Zay Flowers or something? You think he'd be down for that? <laughs> oh, <my laughs> I was God. like, wow, I dude. I didn't, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Baltimore fans were like not cool. They were not okay. (laughs) Oh, I forgot one. Someone talked. That reminded me of Baltimore. I I can't. I I remember the tweet, though. They had said that um, it's amazing how strong these helmets are. And it's great. We've seen that on display with how many times the ravens have thrown them into the ground during the oh, 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 God. Geez, oh pk is wow. not gonna like this portion yeah. of oh, <laughs> man, dude. oh man this is poking a bear guys this is it yeah um, it's not gonna get any better for bk yeah it's just, he's a speaking of what bk is not gonna like let's talk about it let's talk about sunday <laughs> conference championship sunday first game we got was baltimore and kansas city now um, going into it last week when we talked about it, um, you know, I have lots, I do have lots of thoughts. Here. One, you know, Baltimore's offense really just didn't get going at all this entire game, right? Kansas City, um, got off early to a good start, but then really slowed down. Like Baltimore's defense adjusted really well in the second mm-hmm. half and really locked in after looking terrible in that first half. Um, Kelsey went off in the very first half and then he slowed down. Like his numbers were good, but a lot of that was all stuffed into the first half. The second half, I think they, the Chiefs punted five straight times and then they had the victory formation to win. I, if you would have told me Baltimore at any point got the Chiefs to punt five times, I would have assumed the Ravens were going to win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, turnovers, turnovers in the scoring chances, right? You had the Zay Flowers one. He gets the bonehead taunting penalty. I know we all hate the taunting penalty. We all do. It's really stupid to ask grown men not to taunt each other in that situation. That just seems dumb. Okay. You're a professional athlete. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're playing golf, football, tennis, badminton, hockey, really doesn't matter. Like, taunting it like i don't know dude whatever um but anyway it's still a stupid penalty you gotta know that in the moment dude i get it you get excited you get hyped up all the energy uh but you gotta you know you gotta eh, be a little bit know know your know your situation and then on top of it after he did that to sneed then sneed tackles him at the goal line and pops the ball loose dude you know what i mean that's tough. And then Lamar, the triple coverage throw. Yes, did the guy did Kansas City's defensive back get to likely early? Absolutely. Wasn't a good ball though. It wasn't a good throw, which makes it difficult to call the pass interference. It's not a good throw. Okay, and then I got some Ravens that were upset because of some of the penalties that got called on them on the defensive side of the ball. He smacked Mahomes in the face, dude. Basically clotheslined him. You know, I was all for it, but like again, it's a penalty. You know what I mean? Can't do that. Can't do that. Um, one of my biggest things, biggest, my biggest takeaways from there is where is the run game? You just watched the Bills run 180-something yards, and you ran the ball, what, 11 times? And, like, five of those were to your running back? 
right? I might be a little off on the stats, but like essentially, right? Um, Z- uh, Gus Edwards got a carry in the first quarter and got went 15 yards. He got two more carries after that, I believe, and that was all in the second half. What are we doing? Terrible offensive game plan. Um, Lamar, you know, he had the really cool play where he caught it himself. Heads up play there by Lamar. Um, I don't think it's a stretch to say in the second half Lamar played really bad. He did not play good. He did not look good. Um, this is something that, um, again, not a Ravens fan. So, you know, just looking at this on the outside, looking in, man, tough, dude. This was it to me. This was it for the Ravens. This was their. This felt like this was their year, um, especially how they played all the season long, how Lamar's played most of the season. Um, Lamar had an opportunity to really silence all the critics, the haters, and he did not. He did not. It definitely still looked true that Lamar in big game situations is not good. You know, you talk about Josh Allen, like, if you look at their playoff resume, Josh Allen's a lot better, man. A lot better uh, than Lamar uh, in that situation. And that's a tough break for them. Like I said, I thought Munkin, just really bad, really bad play calling. I mean, Chiefs 28th against the run. Use that. Right, you're, that's what they've been good at all year is running the football. I don't know what they're trying to do. You know, I'd love to know how healthy Mark Andrews really was, because it didn't seem like he was able to really contribute a whole lot to the Ravens. Um, Isaiah Likely obviously was having a really good run, um, and then hey, dude, you know the Chiefs just look great. Patrick Mahomes, he's awesome. He's just awesome, and I hate it. You know what I mean? Sucks. You know, it definitely sucks if you're uh, an AFC person. Well, specifically, we'll go with the Ravens here because you just had to deal with Brady, Manning, Roethlisberger, like kind of owning the AFC for the last two decades. You know, Um, you did get the cool Joe Flacco time and how fun was that? But then from there, you get Mahomes, who looks just like he looks like what Brady did. He's just going to put in a chokehold. That AFC's is in a chokehold, dude. And every once in a while, you'll get lucky. You know, like Joe Burrow with the Cincinnati Bengals. But, like, tough, dude. And, like, Lamar's bad record against Mahomes. Allen, not a great record against Mahomes. These quarterbacks, it's this tough. Someone, I listened to somebody, and I think it was Ryan Rosillo, and he compared it to the NBA in the 90s in the sense of, like, think of the Hall of Famers in the 90s, right? The Stocktons, the Malones, the Barclays, um the Elijah Wands and like mm-hmm. all of those are amazing players, but they ran into Jordan. Right. And Jordan made them all just non-championship. Well, besides Elijah Wan, but like non-championship winning players and the AFC, because the AFC is so stacked at the quarterback position. I just think it's time that we as fans stop trying to compare them all to Mahomes Cause he's just a different tier. He's just a different, a different level. Yeah, you know, kind of like how the Brady thing was, you know. Um, I'm sure somebody here is going to bring up the Brady and Mahomes thing at some point. Um, I, there's three chances to do it, so we're going to see who does it. But, um, yeah, I just, you know, pretty crazy. And Elaine, guess what? People thought maybe Taylor Swift can't make the Super Bowl. Joke's on them, dude. She'll be there. All right. She finishes up her tour in Tokyo, and the math has already been done. She'll be able to get on a flight right from there, and she'll land like the day before the Super Bowl. Probably get a little nap in or something, you know, and she'll be good to go. Because that's what America's sweetheart does. You know what I mean? Oh, that's Jason Kelsey. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Taylor Swift. Unless you're leaning a little bit to the right, 
on the spec the political spectrum, you really don't like Taylor Swift and you think she might be a you know, a plot. You know, I've been seeing that float around on the news and I'm like, this is weird, dude. It's just Taylor Swift, bro. You know what I mean? It's just Taylor Swift. Um and then Pete, what'd you what'd you say last week? Don't bet against Mahomes, dude. Don't you can't do, do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. You just can't do it. Um well well, you know what, first of all, I'll I'll start Ravens. Um Yes, this was a heartbreaking loss. Uh, this was tough. This was tough to watch because, I mean, um, I mean, if BK was on this, he would correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, this was probably the Ravens' worst game of the year. Mm-hmm. This probably was the Ravens' worst game of the year. They did not play well. Uh, Lamar Jackson did not play well in this game. Um, yes, the Todd Munkin, like, Ryan, you hit, you hit it right in the head. Um, that was a terrible play call or play game plan. It was just terrible um, because – they didn't really put Lamar in great situations. Um, they should have – you could tell that Lamar was a bit uneasy, so they should have kind of helped him out with a little bit quicker passes, maybe, like, get him on the move, maybe to do some design runs for Lamar, get him into the game. And I don't know if he's just, like, overthinking stuff and, like, he's just trying to be the quote-unquote pocket passer that, like, right. all these game analysts or whatever want him to be. Lamar, this is your time to shine. Like, Willie Gay was out for the Chiefs, and he was supposed to be that guy that was supposed to spy against Lamar. Um, This gave Lamar a chance where there was multiple times where the Chiefs were running uh, man-to-man, and he easily could have ran for, like, 5, 10 yards, whatever it was, um, and you would have put yourself in more presentable situations where you could run the ball a little bit more. Um, They got a little bit too pass-happy here in this game. Um, But even with that, like, the couple plays, like, you mentioned the Zay Flowers play. If Zay scores on that, on that, like, that's a big momentum swing. And also, I mean, like, Wayne, you were talking about with the Ravens just basically flunk, throwing their helmets and, like, doing all the, like, dumb penalties. They gave up a field goal at the end of the half. That's three points that way. Seven points could have been the Ravens' way. And that's a completely changed game. So, I mean, there was a couple things in this game that even for alert, like, overall, I would say – like the Ravens probably played like a C minus game, because uh, their defense did show up in the second half. Their defense they is so good really in the second well. half. Yeah, they yes, I mean they were able to force you know a lot of three and outs punts by the Chiefs. The offense just could not get going. Um, but those are the kinds of things that it just like comes down to is you know just a few plays here in this game here usually in conference championship playoff football that's what it comes down to. But yeah, this was not a very good game plan um, that they had. I feel bad for Zay Flowers. I mean, yes, he had the stupid penalty for Snead, but, like, I mean, he had a phenomenal game besides that. I mean, like, yes, the fumble at the one-yard line sucks, especially as a rookie, but yeah. the kid is super talented. Um, and it just seemed like right after that fumble, um, I don't know who brought it up. Um, who was I listening to or talking to about this? Whoever it was, um, they brought up, they're like, do you remember, like, Zay Flowers getting the ball again? Like, right. after that fumble, like, he did, like, not even targeted. Like, and, like, he's, like, especially for young guys, like, they got to build their confidence back up. And that was an opportunity, I think, for Lamar to do that. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the deep shots that they got just trying to throw to OBJ, like, it wasn't happening. Those are tough throws to have, especially with a quarterback that's not in rhythm. Um, so they didn't really set up Lamar for success there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you think this probably is, like, a squandered opportunity that you really do have. But, I mean, BK will probably, like, say um, the Ravens play better on the road. There's a reason why this is the first AFC championship that 
the Baltimore Ravens franchise has ever really had um, been able to host because all their championships that they've at least gone to for the Super Bowl have been on the road um, when they're usually the underdog. So it's a little bit different from that perspective. And um, I mean, you do have to give the Chiefs props. I mean, Mahomes played phenomenal in the first half. So did Kelsey. Um, they might have been faking us out the entire year. I, I hate that's it, dude. What it kind of looks like, honestly. Um, but the Rams just didn't play well, and it's it sucks. But this is going to be a cloud over Lamar. It's going to be a cloud yeah. until like he breaks through and is able to actually get to the Super Bowl. It's going to keep coming up, and then yes, it's not going to get easier in the AFC. I mean, yeah, you mentioned Josh Allen. I mean, Joe Burrow's still super good in Cincinnati. Um, and yeah, it's still Mahomes. I mean, this is his world right now, and we're just living in NFL Patrick Mahomes world right now. So you got to give credit to the Chiefs, and you got to give you know props to Steve Spagnuolo. Like he's done a phenomenal job as a defensive coordinator. And it's funny because like Spags, like the reason why like he's been able to stay there um, and not be offered like head coaching jobs is because when he was a head coach for the St. Louis Rams, he was awful. Oh yeah, and he was not a very good head coach. Um, so the Chiefs have like the perfect scenario where like they can keep their defense coordinator because nobody wants him as a head coach right now. <laughs> and it's a perfect scenario. You got Andy Reid offense, you know, you got Spags on defense. It's a perfect little setup that Kansas City has. But yeah, Baltimore, you feel bad. Um, there's a couple, you know, dumb things that they really went on. But yeah, the offensive game plan where it was very dynamic throughout the year, and it just didn't show up there. And like the thing is. With their offense, like this was a big, we really missed J.K. Dobbins and Keaton Mitchell game. I think those guys would have been dynamic. No offense to Gus Edwards. No offense to Dalvin Cook. They're not the same dynamic type of running back that those guys are. So this is where they kind of miss those, um, you know, offensively. But, hey, Chiefs the Chiefs. It's what they do. Yeah. Elaine? I know this one, you know, as a Browns fan, it was probably felt real good right here. I hate you so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it did. Um, I just don't like the Ravens at all, mm-hmm. and I can never root against, root for them. So mm-hmm. this was a great day. <laughs> it was a very good day. <laughs> It was a very good day in our house. So my dad was happy. My mom was happy. Everyone was happy. Um, some teams are playoff teams, and some teams are not. And Kansas City has shown time and time again that they consistently, with Mahomes, are a playoff team. Uh, I think that's what makes him dangerous in the playoffs, especially. Because if he doesn't produce as well in the regular season, there's other people backing up who do, like, on the O-line and in defense who will step up. And then when he gets to playoffs, he just thri- – I think he just thrives on it. Like, and it it changes – the it makes the team even more fun. The big difference to me between the two teams was um, – the frustration. One team was un- simply unbothered for the most part when it came to the chirps, when it came to the taunting, when it came to literally anything. 
and Baltimore fell into the trap so many times. Kansas City was able to like get in their heads from the jump, from from pregame, you know, when Kelsey was moving the kicker stuff around, you know, and I know people are mad about that, and I'm like, man, it is. I think for me as a hockey fan where like chirping is so embraced, <laughs> seeing stuff like that, I'm like, oh man, this is going to be a good game. This is going to be super competitive. And it, it wasn't in the sense that I thought it would be because if you're the Ravens and that's happening to your kicker, I would think that you would come in with a little bit more controlled, um, controlled aggression to really make them pay where you're not going to make as many stupid penalties happen. Um, and yeah, some of the play, some of the penalty calling was a little questionable, but at the end of the day, like great teams can um, outplay bad officiating, uh, which it wasn't like horrible officiating. We've definitely seen, <laughs> definitely seen a lot worse. Um, and yeah, I, I honestly, my dad and I were talking about it and we think that there were many Ravens who like were just not feeling it. Like their bodies were not feeling it. Um, Lamar seemed a little bit off in some of his throws. It just didn't seem like Lamar. Uh, the, the, some of the runners, like I think the reason why they didn't run is I don't think that some of their like running backs and stuff, I, I don't think that they, they could. I don't think they were going to be able to run far like what they needed. Um, it just, it was a different vibe. They just looked different. It was a shame. Um, and Mahomes locked in, like Pete said, you can't bet, can't bet against him as he is locked in. Um, and I do want to just make this PSA that uh, it's not time to have the Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. Right. Yeah, it ruins things. It's like how sometimes I do get a little, I probably don't look at LeBron in the light that I should because I grew up watching both of them. <laughs> and when LeBron was like fresh out of high school, people were like, he's the, he's, Le he's like freaking Michael Jordan. And that was, it was too soon to have those discussions. So you, when your media and your, and you're talking about it constantly like, oh, Patrick Holmes is better than Tom Brady. We don't know that yet. We have no clue yet. Let's not have this discussion. Let's let people enjoy it. And then let's not put that pressure on the players, which I don't think Patrick Mahomes really gives a shit. But <laughs> but let's like let's just enjoy what's in front of us. Let's enjoy this quarterback who knows how to lock it in. Let's enjoy the relationship he has with Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I see that there are correlations like you know, um, uh, Brady had Gronk and we've got and an all time head coach. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same kind of dynamic going on in Kansas City right now. So I see the parallels. I see, I see what people are trying to do, but let's not do it. Let's just enjoy it while we can. Unless obviously they're playing against your favorite team, then it's going to suck. <laughs> I uh, it's interesting to bring it up mostly because like I don't think it's <clears throat> I don't think it's at a point where we can we should definitely say that Patrick Mahomes is better than Tom Brady. He's not better than Tom Brady, right? Um, if we use the measurement that we were using to determine Tom Brady's greatness at one point, right? 
at seven championships. Let's also remember he beat Mahomes twice. Beat him twice in the playoffs. Let's remember that, right? Tom, Mm -hmm. in like year, like what? Year 20 and year 23 of his career, year 22 of his career, beats Mahomes twice, right? Which makes his career even more special. Like it makes it even more to think about that, to think that he beat Mahomes when he did, right? I also do think though, my, my only thing is, I think what Mahomes, if Mahomes beats the Niners, right? He beats the Niners at the Super Bowl, if he does, the door is open at least for the conversation to begin. Not mm-hmm. like not to say that we're there, but it's like he's opening it to give himself an opportunity to get into that conversation at some point, right? Kind of mm-hmm. like how with LeBron, we were waiting. We were waiting for something to people to say, okay, we can start to like entertain the conversation that it could be something we need to talk about at some point. I think we're in that situation with Mahomes where it's like, well, I don't know, he's 28, dude. He's 28, and he is like, it's insane where he's at. But yes, you're right. Like the the people that are definitely like he's better than Brady, wild, wild, <laughs> and it's like you already yeah. forgot what you just witnessed for the last two decades. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like, yeah, if if he's able to win here in a couple weeks against the Niners, um, the he's, I wouldn't say like you know almost like in the debate. It's just he's at least. He's on the path, right? Well, he's going to push himself. He's like point. pushing himself to the Mount Rushmore yeah. quarterbacks. Like, he's doing it. Like, I mean, we're, we're well, locking in there. Well, I mean, think about it. Right now, he's already a Hall of Famer. Yes. Like, right now, yeah. like, he ends his career, he's already a Hall of Famer, which is wild. And also, if he wins uh, in a couple weeks, he has more playoff wins than Peyton Manning. Already. He's tied right now with Peyton Manning. That is absolutely wild. Yeah. Like, right now. Yeah. For Mahomes. So, like... Yeah, I mean, and, um, like, you know, Elaine, you, you brought up a good point, like, before, you know, when you're talking about vibes, like, and we'll talk about, like, vibes in the other game. Um, momentum's a real thing. Momentum is such a huge thing because for the Chiefs to go and score quickly, or not score quickly, but at least score to start the game and be up 7 nothing. and, yes, the Ravens came back, but then once they answered and they were up 14-7, you start to get a little nervous if you're Baltimore. And, like, you could kind of see it, like, throughout the game. And that's why I think Lamar was off. And I think that's why, you know, some of the team was off because you could feel the pressure. So, like, these games, you can tell some teams. And, Lane, I think you touched upon it, where it's, like, championship teams compared to others where, like, they've been there before. So, like, the Chiefs, they've been through everything. I mean, they've literally been through everything. I mean, like, a few years ago when, when Deshaun – I know we talked about Deshaun, but when Deshaun was with Houston – and they were absolutely demolishing the Chiefs in the divisional yeah, round. I remember that. And he came back down from three scores. Like, they've already been smacked in the mouth before. Like, where, like, they're whatever. They're kind of used to it. So, it's just all about experience that they really do have. And they kept their composure at that time. So, and that was a big thing. And, yeah, obviously we'll talk about momentum, you know, a little bit more when it comes to the NFC Championship game, uh, which was a key part to that. So, um, but, yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's it sucks because like everybody, you know, especially you know, just on social media or whatever, just wants to hate on the Mahomes or you know Kelsey and the whole Taylor Swift thing, and they they just want to hate on it. But like at some point, you got to look at it. You just got to kind of respect it. Like you have to like look at it and be like, this is amazing. Is, is like, it like one of my right one of my favorite memes I ever saw was when Tom retired, and it's uh, what's his name? Um, oh. 
Vin, uh, nope, not, nope, nope. Oh, man. <laughs> From Wedding Crashers. Oh, um... Dude, from Chicago, bro. I've like drawn a blank on his name. Oh, Vince Vince Vaughn. Vaughn, Vince Vaughn, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's like, and it's Tom Brady's like, I hate your guts, but I respect you so damn much. And it's like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, dude. like, respect you so damn much. Yeah, like, it is that. And like, yeah, yeah, I do. I could, yes, I agree. Like, you have to respect what the Chiefs are doing, building their own dynasty here. But like, god damn, dude, still root against them. You know what I mean? You you know, it's the same way we just did the Patriots dynasty, right? We're so tired of it. We're so done with it. And I also think you mentioned Mahomes retires right now. He's a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. And in terms of the Brady thing, he you look at his career and he literally looks like he had three separate Hall of Fame careers. You know, like that's stupid. the thing, dude. Just like stupid. we're just we just forget these things. We just like, nah. And it was so recent. It was so recent. You just witnessed mm-hmm. two decades of dominance. You know, that's why like, I'm, you know, again, being in the AFC, dude, that's got to suck that's gotta suck dude like you just gotta hope for a wing and a prayer and every once in a while something slips up but that's wild um you know moving forward here with the chiefs we'll see um and the ravens it's tough dude that's tough and i would like to say that it'll be okay like it'll still be fine for the ravens and it probably will be but uh burrow's gonna be healthy Right. So Burrow stays healthy. Cincinnati's right back in the swing of things. Um, and we need to see with the Browns what happens with Deshaun. What does Deshaun come back like? Do we ever get to see a glimpse of the Houston Texans Deshaun again? Uh, that will kind of be what happens there with the Browns. Also, Nick Chubb coming back and, you know, can the defense repeat? And then on the flip side of the Steelers, well, moving on. Uh, San Fran overcomes being down early to beat the Detroit lions um kind of wild uh i think i started doing the gaming pod with joey at halftime right and i kind of had it right here but i wasn't watching it actively because i was doing the show and all of a sudden we like getting towards the end of the show and i turn around and i'm like holy shit what is going on and then like i look at my phone and it's like the sports chat just blowing up and i'm like uh-oh oh <laughs> what's happening here um san fran rallies against a really shaky lines defense there in the second half um the Lions, dude, you gotta you gotta kill these teams when you can, dude. When you got a team like San Fran down, like go lead it, go figure the NFC North or the teams to let Kyle Shanahan shake his being down thing. You know what I mean? It was like a given now, all the way up until like the week ago that hey, if Kyle Shanahan's oh. down to the fourth, he's screwed. And go figure the NFC North boys, we just give it back to him. Give all his mojo back. Great. Um CJ Gardner. What a bum, dude. Like, just waving by to San Fran, and then yeah, then he gets... Oh, man, you can't do that, bro. Not, Not when you play in Detroit. You gotta know. You know, kind of like Zay Flowers with the taunting thing. You just gotta know, bro. You know? If CJ Gardner played for, like, the Chiefs, or the Ravens, maybe, or, like, you know, the Eagles, you know? I'd be like, hey, man, do your thing. Or the Cowboys. You play for the Lions, bro. You can't do that. You know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? You just, come on. Um, I know a lot of people are going to zoom in on the decision of Dan Campbell. And they're going to be real, and you're probably real pissed about it. And the analytics are going to tell you that, like, what his decisions weren't bad. Right? Like, in the grand, the percentages and all that. And I know, I think, Pete, you were the one in the chat that said, like, this is literally how he's been all year, though. 
You know what I mean? This is it's just as aggressive as Campbell's been all time. And I do agree. I do agree. But I also have a hard time telling myself, like, you shouldn't go up 17. I have a really hard time accepting that. Now, again, Bagley hasn't kicked a whole bunch since he came in uh, for the Lions. Hasn't really kicked a whole bunch, kind of because of Dan Campbell. Uh, and that's tough because, like, if you go up 17, you got to do the math in your head here, right? You yeah. probably get, like, maybe San Fran gets three or four more drives, five at the most but probably four more drives and they got to score 17 points and you've had them on the ropes the whole first half. Like <sighs> that's just bad decision-making, man. I get it. That's who you've been all year, but that's just not, you gotta, I don't know, man. I get, I just, I agree. I like what he does. I like that. He's aggressive. I know this is the things that are going to happen, right? When you are successful at it, everyone thinks you're great. When you're bad at it, everyone's going to be pointing at you. But you're in the NFC Championship game. You have to just understand the situation. The key word that Pete's been using since we started talking about the, the championship game Sundays is momentum. And you have to understand the way momentum swings, right? Like a pendulum, right? Back and forth. And you have to recognize as a coach, right, that, uh-oh, the momentum is starting to shift, Right. But if we go here and we go up 17, you kind of nip it. You just nip it instantly. And it's like poor decision making. I feel so bad. Like you literally like if you're Detroit, you just had all of America, it feels like rooting for you. Right. Everybody. It just felt like was invested in Detroit for the first time in like what? 30 years investing in the city of Detroit. You know, it's a problem. They all brought their bad luck with them, too. I guess. I guess so. I guess so. And and like I did see somebody say, like, listen, like you got to look at look at these teams. that have never won. Right. Never won a Super Bowl. Right. You do, obviously the Cleveland Browns, the Arizona Cardinals, um, the Jaguars, the Panthers. Fans of those teams looked at the Lions on Sunday like, yes, like they were living through them because they know what it's like and they wanted Detroit to do it. And like it's just so shitty, and we're left with San Francisco and Kansas City, and like I don't know why we hate that so much. I don't know why it bothers me as much as it does. You know, I think it's mostly the Kansas City thing, obviously, right? I don't think I really care that much that San Francisco's in there. I don't understand why we're not more excited that Mr. Relevance in the Super Bowl. I don't really get why we just like shit on Brock Purdy as much as we do. As, a, as like a sports team, you know, like a sports group, not like the podcast in Pacific, but specifically, but like uh, sports Ooh. media in general, really shit non Brock Purdy. And it's like, well, to be fair here to Brock, well, his legs won that game in big way in that second half, right? He made some really big plays with his legs. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't give him the, the, the throw to Brandon Ayuk. Just thank God. Yeah. Thank God it worked out for him. You know what I mean? Like heads up play by Ayuk. But, like, I don't know if it's just because... I mean, I know why, Pete, I know why you don't like San Francisco. I understand that. (laughs) You know, you have a reason. But, like, the people just, like... Hey, dude, this might be a good Super Bowl. I don't know. But what I've seen lately is this San Francisco defense that we talked all high and mighty about hasn't been that good. No, I mean, there's some liabilities. Uh, There's some liabilities on this defense that obviously... Detroit was a nightmare matchup for the for the Niners. Absolute nightmare matchup because their offensive line is so good yep. for the Lions, and they can really run the ball. Um, and Goff was smart with the football in this game. Um, there were a couple big 
And yes, we could talk about the Dan Campbell like decisions. We could talk about those. A couple of things that were big. The Jameer Gibbs fumble was massive right after they scored. You talk about a big momentum change. That was massive. Also, the Josh Reynolds on fourth down and yeah. third down drops, like those were big momentum swings too that they could have, you know, easily changed this game around, uh, you know, from that perspective. But the thing where I thought that they were a nightmare matchup is because, yeah, I mean, offensively, I felt like Detroit can move the ball. And then defensively, um, really where Detroit's liability was, was in the back end. Um, their, their secondary really is not the greatest. Um, they do really well against the run. So this is where I was like, all right, San Francisco runs the ball well. Not as great passing. Um, and I thought that this would be something that they would struggle with. And I think the Brock – and to the Brock Purdy narrative, like I think the reason why people attack Brock Purdy is because of this. You look at the rest of that roster. You look at it on paper. Mm-hmm. Where's the weakness? It's Brock Purdy. I mean, it, it seriously and, – and it's not like it's a bad weakness – but it is Brock Purdy. If anybody's going to probably lose them the game, it's probably going to be Brock Purdy. Because um, you're looking at the rest of that offense. The offensive line's really good. You look at their you know, tight ends with Kittle. Fantastic. They have a Pro Bowl fullback with Kyle Juszczyk. Um, their wide receivers are dynamic with Ayuk um, as well as Debo. And then Christian McCaffrey is maybe the best running back in all football. Like, And then you look at their defense. Yes, they are a liability when it comes to maybe some run game. Um, their secondary can maybe get, you know, um, you know, exposed a little bit. But then their linebackers are so good. So those are the kinds of the main things you look at when you can attack um, the Niners. Is like, And then you look at, like, the other quarterbacks that basically, you know, Purdy is up against, and you're like, I don't know. I might take the other guy. Um, if, if I'm, like, yeah. having to pick a quarterback, and that's what I think the Purdy hate comes from, which it shouldn't. Because, like, people got to think, this, this kid's in his second year. First year, he made it to the NFC title game, um, and this year, he's making it to the Super Bowl. Like, it's an absolutely fantastic story. So, good for him on that. Um, but, though, I mean, those were the main things, going back to the Lions, those are the main things I was just going to take away from, like, the turnover with Gibbs and also, um, like, just some of the third and fourth down. You could tell, and even Amon Ra, like, I think it was, like, one of the third downs. It might have been in the third quarter. He had a drop. So, you could tell it was getting to him. It was starting to get to him like where it's like, oh, we have like this lead and it's starting to come away from us. Crowd's getting a little bit more jacked. You could see the juice that the Niners defense was starting to bring in the second half. Like that was not there in the first half. Like as soon as that Jamison Williams touchdown happened in the first quarter, it was like, oh, my God, the Lions like are here to play. Like that was I mean, it was nuts in the first half. Uh, But in the second half, everything kind of changed and huge momentum swings. But you have to give the Niners credit, um, but I'm not. And it's and, and trust me, like when we were t- like going over in the chat, we're like Dan Campbell definitely should have kicked it. I'm with him, like 100. percent Like he definitely should have kicked it at least one yeah. of those times. Um, he should have kicked it. But again, this is this is Dan all year. This is you got to live. You live by the sword, you die by the sword, and that's just that's his mentality. Which honestly, that's made Detroit good though. Like, they've had that confidence from that guy. And it's they ran into, like, one of the top two teams in football. Like, I mean, so you can't really, like, say too much there from, from Detroit. But it sucks. They were so close. Yeah. So close. They were. Elaine, I know you were rooting for him. I know it. I was, but 
You know how when the vibes are thick, the vibes can be too high? Mm, yeah. That's what happened yeah. here. Um, so, Mike, when we were watching this on Sunday, my dad and I looked at each other after the Jameson Williams touchdown. And we we're like, oh shit, they're going to lose. Because the vibes were so off the charts. We both got the same feeling in our gut that we got in January of 2000, in February, in January and February of 2007, when Ohio State was in the national championship, scored right off the kickoff, lost. And then not even a month later, same thing happened with the Bears, except also Devin Hester got hurt in the Super Bowl. And the exact feeling we got for those two things after those two touchdowns happened is exactly what happened in this one because the vibes were so high. They were, like, too, too high. They were, like, um, that Dashboard Confessional song where he's, yeah. like, my hopes, are, my, my hopes are so high that your kiss might kill me. Literally what those vibes were. And we're, like, ah, oh, shit. It's about to. That's how I know that be. you're a, like, a jaded, like, scarred sports fan. Like from your teams, it's like when you realize like something good happens, you're like, no, it wasn't supposed to go that way. Too soon, too quick. This is not good. I love that. As soon as she said Devin Hester, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. It was just too, it was too perfect. And mm. Lions can't have perfect. There are certain teams that you like, year after year you're like oh that's too like that's too good um i listen on the subject of dan campbell and his play calling first of all i was surprised he didn't go for a two-point conversion when they scored right away i just felt well it wasn't right away but like in the first um first quarter i really thought he would go for a two-point conversion i was super disappointed i was like where's the ballsy man where <laughs> where is he at oh you got it later um, Oh, you sure did. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I, I'm going to say this. Unpopular opinion. I agree with his decision to not kick because um, I think that, like you said, they hadn't kicked much. And then it's it's risky. I think it was would have been riskier to kick in this situation because if he misses, that sucks the, it, it sucks it out of them completely. You know what I mean? Like that, it would have turned around so fast, that momentum, like so fast. The energy would have just been like, they popped a balloon. Um, and he, it shows that he has a lot of faith in guys that need faith put into them. He is, he is enabling them to, he's like, you're great. You're great players. Now act like it didn't work out. <laughs> right. um, but I, I don't know. I love that about him. And, if you're going to do it, this is what I don't like about Kevin Stefanski is he'll do these fun, great play calling, like throwing flea flickers out there, two point conversions. And then he gets to the playoffs and he gets so conservative. And I'm like, at least, or he gets close to the playoffs and then gets conservative, you know, like when it matters, he decides now we're just going to abandon what we've done all season and we're going to change it up. And I don't really respect that because I would rather a coach and a team win being themselves than not being themselves. And I know that it stinks for 
Detroit, but talking with a lot of fans this week, um, especially in like group chats for Red Wings and, and Grand Rapids Griffins is they're like, they're not, they're sad, but like they feel good that they got this far and they're not like, they're questioning the kick, the non kick, but they're not like upset about it because that's who he is. Like that's who he was as a coach. I find it laughable that people from other teams and even some writers that cover other teams were like, Oh, you got to fire Dan Campbell now. Right? No. What? Are you fucking stupid? Like, (laughs) it's not like he's made bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. Without Campbell, you're not there. You're not there. There's no way. No. So it didn't work out. It stinks, but I don't know. I I thought they did a decent job. Um, I also really enjoyed that the 49ers, I just said the 49ers. Yeah, the 49ers. The 49ers did not take a knee. Oh, I knew they that was played, coming. They played until the clock ran out. They didn't just like completely mill around. They did a little bit of point, but they fucking played. And I don't know. I have a lot of respect for that because anything can happen. Miracles can happen, you know? And I know Ryan, I texted Ryan this and Ryan was like, oh, so you like it when injuries happen? No, motherfucker. I do not like it when injuries happen. Sounds a lot like you do. See, look at Pete. I like it when people finish playing a damn game, okay? And that just means that you're scared. This sounds like you want to eat your cake. Other team is going to have a miracle. You want to have your cake and eat it too, Elaine. That's what this really sounds like right now. No, it doesn't. I believe in sports miracles, okay? And so I, I should put I should put a poll at the end of this episode on Spotify. I was like, does playing to the whistle and not taking a knee mean you like injuries? And just see how it goes. <laughs> and I, I know see? Mike will be the only one to do it, so I'll make sure Mike says yes. Um, like, Michael, Michael, Miguel, Miguel. He's not there. See, he's not listening Elaine, that far into the episode. <laughs> Elaine, I would love to see your opinion of this. If the Browns did this in a game, they fumble the ball, and the other team takes it back, and they win the game. Like, I, I would mean, love to see the. Oh, I already that. know it would happen, right? Like I know it would happen. I know the Browns <laughs> well enough. I the vibes were too that... good, too good. Too <laughs> <laughs> good. Like I embrace that that the anything that can happen will happen. That's bad to the Browns and the city of Cleveland. Um, and I would be like, oh fucking a, this is coming back to bite me in the ass. But I would be like, well, you know what? At least they played till the end, and that's how I'd like to think it happens. And I hope to God that God does not put us in a situation like the playoffs or a Super Bowl <laughs> where that happens. Because I will. Well, the cry. Browns will take it. May Browns will make sure that hasn't happened. Don't worry about that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> God, wow, you just everyone's just trying to make Molly mad. BK, wow. now, now wow. Ryan. Hey, I'm just the vibes are not good. You know what I mean? <laughs> they are not good. Um, no, but I, res- I I just respect when a team mm-hmm. decides to finish playing a game. That's all. That's all. Well, we'll save our picks for next week. Obviously, right? We do our new Super Bowl picks and all that. We'll do that next week. Um, but I do want to ask, and I'll ask you, Pete. Who going into the next year, who do you want who would you rather be? The Ravens or the Lions? Now, now I will say yeah. all Sunday night, 
I literally went on a tirade of like, they're done. The Lions will not make a Super Bowl with Dan Campbell. I was hell-bent on that being the case because I thought their OC was leaving. Right? Yeah. It seemed like he was. Yeah. And I was like, I got to be honest with you, dude. You lose a good offensive coordinator. It's really hard, especially with what you've built here in Detroit, you know, yeah. with Goff, right? Like, we thought Goff was done, right? And Ben Johnson yeah. kind of turned that all around. So I have backed off of that stance a little bit where I'm like, well, now I might, you know, Lions still do have a chance because he stayed. But, like, who do you rather be, the, the Ravens or the Lions? Um, God, I feel like... I feel like this is kind of an obvious answer based on how this show's gone. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to do the chalk answer. Um, I'll go Lions. I mean, they're in the NFC. I feel like they're set up probably for a better season because the AFC is going to be tougher. I mean, Ryan, you mentioned oh, it. Just look at point. the Ravens division next year. Yeah, good point. Um, yeah. The Browns, I mean, the Browns made the playoffs this year with with Flacco. Who would have thought, like, you would say that 12 months ago? Like, Hell, not hell, me. not even, not even twelve months ago, a couple months ago. Like, who would have thought you would even say that? So you had that, and then you know Joe Burrow coming back. Even with that, like Cincinnati still played all right at the end of the year. You know, with with uh, with Browning, Browning. he yeah. did. Yeah, Browning did fine. You still have Mahomes in the AFC. The AFC is so much tougher. Just got um, Jim Harbaugh with Herbert. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Ooh, yeah. So like, yeah. So I mean, the AFC to me is just a lot tougher. Um, and also, I mean, the Ravens were at home. They were the one seed. So it, it's tough to kind of replicate that. Um, do I think that, like, both teams have a chance probably to be back in the championship games next year? Yes. I feel like both teams are very talented. They very much have a chance. But I just think it's almost better based off of not as many great teams in the NFC. And, yes, the Ben Johnson saying, wow. Do you talk about, like, a big pick-me-up yep. um, there for Detroit? It's Specifically around Jared Goff, absolutely. Um, so yeah, give me give me the Lions. I think might be set up for a better year. It's so weird even saying that still in January, saying for next year that the Lions are set up better than a team that's actually you know won a couple Super Bowls within the last twenty years or twenty something years with the Ravens. But yeah, they they might be. Yeah, yeah. I was. It was a for me. It, First, it was, like, really close, but I'm like, um, I'm not sure. Like, it kind of felt like maybe this was Detroit's, like, first, I mean, like, only shot, right? Um, but then I just looked at my phone, and apparently the Titans are closing in on a deal to hire the uh, DB coach, Denard Wilson, as their new DC. So... Oh. The That's Ravens are also a really good point. Coach. Yeah, the late the Ravens are losing coaches, and um, we don't know what they're going to get to replace them. So I don't know. I I I don't even dare I say that. Well, this is also just me dreaming. Dare I say they even make it past the first round of the playoffs next year if they get in? Well, um. Going off of that, I'm kind of looking at. I was looking at the schedules for both teams. Uh, the Lions are going to have to travel to Houston, San Francisco, and Dallas next year. Um, so you're, that's tough. Um, are they one of the England teams? No, I don't know if Detroit is. I don't think so because I think the NFL gave them nothing but shit, including the Bears. So, um, 
at first, <laughs> like, like I, like, like I, like I had mentioned, right? I, because here, here's my my argument originally of why I was originally thinking maybe the Ravens, right? Although yeah. it's just there's too much talent in the AFC, so that's a great point, Pete. Because even the teams you do yeah. have to play in the NFC, you're more than likely playing worse teams. Now Baltimore gets lucky; they get to play the Commanders, uh, but they do have to play the Chiefs at Kansas City. But that might be better for them because they're on the road. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Kansas City, what's going to happen with the future? We don't know. But with the Lions, I assume the Packers are going to be better than they were this year. Right. I assume they take a level up. I can't tell you what I think the Bears are going to be because I don't even know who the quarterback's going to be. Right. If it is a Justin, is it Caleb Williams? What does it look like? You know, um, Minnesota, another great question mark. Right, so Detroit gets the benefit of it. Does what is Minnesota look like next year? What do the Bears look like next year? Right, they know the Packers are going to be up. Um, Dallas is Dallas, dude. You know what I mean? Until proven otherwise, that's just a team that hey, they're going to get you eleven or twelve wins. But boy, they're not doing nothing in the playoffs. I can tell you that. Um, and then you got San Francisco, obviously juggernaut. Um, so, and like I said, when keeping Ben Johnson, I was like, oh shit, dude. That's big. That's a big move. You know, I mean, you know, Baltimore, this is, you know, this tends to happen after you have a really great year, right? A lot of your coordinators do get calls to go be coaching coaches somewhere else and take bigger positions. And um, that just that just happens. So especially Baltimore's defense side of the ball, that was so good all year long. Um, so, you know, I guess Detroit probably is the better bet, right? That is the, the chalk answer, right? Probably is the better bet. Um, I do. I will say like looking historically, I you'd probably rather lean Ravens because they're just a better run organization, top to bottom, mm-hmm. always, right? Although yeah. I do think that the change in ownership and what they really did with getting Dan Campbell and like how they've approached this uh, rebuild again has been good for Detroit. I mean, they had, what a draft class! We clowned the shit out of them. I think literally watching that draft live on the pod, and we clowned the absolute shit out of Detroit. And uh, it turned out they probably had the best draft out of everybody this year, right? So wild to think about. Um, both teams definitely have know where they need to add some pieces. Um, yeah, it probably is Detroit just based on the NFC being so bad. That's probably why. Because otherwise, I, I definitely trust Baltimore more. I definitely do. I definitely trust yeah. Baltimore to figure it out. But it also at the same time and. Uh, I'm sure BK could touch on this. Like this was the best Baltimore team we've had in a while. It felt like it felt like this was it. And you made a great point. P saying you were, they were the one seed. They're at home. It's really hard. You know, ask the Eagles, you know, it's hard when you come off of that and the lions as well, though, let's see what happens. Like, can they still be hungry? That's going to be a big thing. Can you stay super hungry? Dan Campbell made a great point where he's like, it's going to be difficult, dude. It'd be way harder for us to get back to this point. You know, he's like, because it's like everything that, you know, that comes with this and uh, it'll be interesting. That's for sure. Um, Something shitty. Uh, well, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to say it's shitty because like. So Tom Brady now is set to replace Greg Olson, right, as the lead uh, color guy on Fox NFL coverage. Um, wow, Greg Olson. Where is Greg Olson going? Well, that's Tom's contract. Great question. It's Tom's contract. When Tom signed yeah. that 10-year contract with Fox, it was automatically for him to be number yeah. one. Well, Greg will still – so technically Greg's at 
like still in contract with Fox, but like I would love for him to well, be. Well, Greg's the contract, one. Greg's contract has an opt out. If he is offered a number one spot somewhere, he can get opt out of it out of his contract, yeah. right? Otherwise, he drops he's down to the two so team good. on on Fox. He is. He's very good. Greg Olson's probably the really best good. color commentator guy we have in primetime yeah. games, right? Mm-hmm. I very would good. love. Hear me out, dude. Chris Collinsworth dips, dude. Give me Mike Chirico and Greg Olson. What a combo that would yes. be. That'd be the best one. Oh, give me that. Now, give me that. You, or you, what? I, well, I was going to say, like, screw it. Get rid of Romo. Like, oh, let's well, yeah. Romo I mean, that's, that's my perfect dream, but I, yeah. they paid him too much money. <laughs> CBS paid him so much money. You know, yeah. like, but honestly, I, so I don't know, Pete, did you hear Brady on McAfee this week? I did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So one, I really loved all the questions to him, like as Pat's asking him about like mm-hmm. what he thinks about the whole Mahomes thing, and he's really not yeah. like giving you a really great answer because I think in his head he just wanted to be like fuck him, you know what I mean? Like I know I'm <laughs> I fucking better. Someone... I don't know. I get the vibe when I, I listen wish to that Tom. Would like I, I know wish Tom. That yeah, like Tom's like obviously like yeah, you know you gotta see how it goes. Ha <laughs> ha. He's just kind of like laughing it off because he knows, dude. Tom knows. You're not holding it, dude. Like, Tom, it's so far beyond. It's so wild to even imagine getting to that level. And he did say, he's like, yeah. hey, man, you win seven Super Bowls. I'll congratulate you, and I'll tell you, you did it, man, because I, I know how hard it is. Yeah. It's like, I laugh. But, like, also listening to Tom, I think he's going to be really good at this, dude. Honestly, yeah. it just sucks that we had to trade Greg Olson for him in this situation because, yeah. like, I love Greg. Any of the other ones, any of them. Uh, I, yeah, uh, Kirk Herbstreit, uh, Troy Aikman, Tony Romo, Chris Collinsworth. I would have replaced any of them with Tom. Any of them. I would have been so excited yeah. because I think Tom, when you are the goat, okay, and you've played for you played for two plus decades, you and your your quarterback, you have this unique like perspective that he is really going to bring to the booth. And I'm very, very excited for it. What I love about Greg, though, is how Greg is just so good at just explaining it to you and not mm-hmm. making you feel stupid. You know, like he explains it in such a simplified way that you just get it. And I really hope these networks are looking at that and like looking at like, man, can we get Greg in here? Like, I would love it to be NBC, like I said, or CBS would be the goal. I mean, dude, you get rid of Tony Romo yes. and I get Greg Olson. Yeah. What an upgrade. But if I if I don't get that and I get to get rid of Chris Collinsworth, I'm not that mad. Yeah, that would be that would be great. Um, in like honestly, like I was, I think I don't know who I was. No, I was talking to talking to my brother-in-law Adam. I was talking to him last week when we were like talking about basically because it was going to be Greg's like last game, you know, as he's calling this. Um, and we're like talking about this, and um, he's like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be so great," you know, when when Brady's on. And I'm like, first of all, it's like God, we should not be that excited. Um, but I was like thinking about like. Well, no, no, I am excited about it, but like, I was also from the perspective of like, okay, like Greg Olson's good. He is he's very really good, good. and that's he's why, so good. and that's why initially I was like, I'm sure Tom's gonna be great. I'm, I'm sure he's gonna be great at this. Like, the like the amount of football that that guy has and the intellect, I'm sure it's gonna be fantastic. I mean, Manning doing his Manning cast has been fantastic, mm-hmm. so I'm sure Brady's gonna be great at doing games. But I was just like, it just sucks because Greg Olson has done great. That it's like you have someone who's been a proven commodity and you're just like, all right, see ya. You're going yeah. down to, to number two, which it sucks from that perspective, but I'm sure Tom will do great. Um, and yeah, I am excited to like, listen to what like Tom's kind of insight is because I mean, 
he he knows what it takes. Um, and I'm very intrigued because there's going to be little things about a play that he's going to know compared to. I mean, Tony, of course, you know, tries to guess every play. Uh, um, it was cool the first time, dude. You know, we all loved it, it originally the first year. Yeah. And then he got too cute with it. We're like, no, yeah. dude, we don't like this anymore. Yeah, we don't like this show. We've seen it. We've yeah. seen it before. Okay, this is a repeat. Okay, yeah, we're over it. But um, no, I, I, I'm sure Brady will be great at it. But yes, if, if Olsen, oh, God. Right, that'd be perfect. If he got the gig at NBC, oh, uh, dude, him and Tariko would be, be awesome. so good, dude. If you're yes. a fo- if you're a football nerd, what a what a combo, what a combo that is. Um, yeah, dude, very interesting, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Elaine, did you get to listen to a lot of Greg Olson? I know it's hard because the Browns are mostly AFC, so you really you don't really get Greg Olson a whole lot. Oh, we we find ways, we find ways. He's so good, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, we love him in our house. We stand him, like okay. We we've been having a bad January to begin with. Like I'm now gonna have to tell my parents that because I don't think they knew. Oh so, wow! Ooh. Well, make sure you tell them tomorrow when it's February well. to like start the new month <laughs> off bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just keep all the bad in January and start. Oh. Good. So like you want to like right after the show like hurry up and call them before midnight and be like, hey, by the way, Greg Olson's <laughs> I'll done. Do I'll do <laughs> Olson out. Yeah, Olson out. <laughs> Gosh, uh. no, we were actually talking about it during the game, like how much we just adore him he's so, so good. much he is so good and he looks like he looked he looks the role like we were joking about how he looks like he popped out of like 1940s news broadcasting he's just like hasn't changed like <laughs> like they just went back in time and like plucked him out and put him here because it's the way he speaks it's how he holds himself it's his whole vibe, his whole look, mm-hmm. like the little like hair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's he's like I have a I have a few like broadcasters and writers that like I really admire. And he is in my top. He's like my top three. So I'm He's so good. This yeah. Is, like and, the worst news. <laughs> well, it's funny. Like the thing about Olsen is like you look at him and he looks like such a like Cali guy. And it's yeah. funny that he like he went to the U. Like you would not think that this guy went to the U. He's like so like he looks like so SoCal like and a bear somewhere out west. Yeah. yeah, and a bear. Never forget. Yeah, never forget. Yeah. You know what I'm mad? You know what that makes me think of that never came to fruition because the asshole decided to go play football again for one year for no reason. Then when Jay Cutler got offered a CBS spot, and we could have had Jay in the booth, just the biggest asshole, dude. He would have been so awesome. <laughs> and then he's like, you know what, dude? The Dolphins called, man. And it's like, come on, dude. We were robbed of greatness. Cause like I listen yeah. to Jay, like when he not when he's talking about some weird shit, but when he's just talking about football, and I'm like, oh dude, this would have been so good. This would have been so good yeah. to hear every week. Oh, I would have been so excited. And I'm stuck with fucking Romo, dude. I'm really Sucks. afraid. I, I know people are hyped. You guys are hyped about Brady, but I'm actually like, I'm kind of afraid. What? I'm afraid it won't be good. I mean, like, oh, I'm afraid gonna like he'll oh, he's explain be so it, good. but like I'm afraid it's going to be the kind he's of way that like already practicing. It. Like he's already working yeah. with that team. Like Tom, the thing with Tom, what everyone has to know is that like the dude just prepares and prepares and prepares and prepares. Like, yeah, I, that's true. I'm just afraid it's going to like put me, I don't know, like put sleep or like he's too. Sleep. I don't know. He's kind he's of like, a, like, he's kind of a funny guy, man. Like when you hear him yeah. after he's retired, like he's a funny dude. Like also, he's entertaining. I just don't want to get my, my hopes up. 
and then be like, I just even expect more mad it, because you know? oh, because they got rid of Greg. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's like, awesome. so. I need to dampen my hopes. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I th- I think Brady will will do fine. And and from the standpoint of like, I mean, he he's divorced now. Like he's got to lock in. Like he's gonna spend yeah. so much time prepping. Yeah. Like yeah. 100. This is gonna be his life. He's gonna be a psychopath about it. So yes. I'm sure he'll be <laughs> he already sounds like a psychopath when he's talking about it with McAfee. Yeah. I was like, this dude's crazy. He hasn't even started yet. And I think it this too. He does. Insane. I think he does understand though that like he's taking that from Greg Olson. He understands like he's gonna have to oh. do something. Like he knows, he knows. obviously how good Greg has been. Um, Pete, I also I'm I don't know if you. you Tom. Yeah, that's I'm right. Watching you. P- Pete, did you see what I sent over in the sports <laughs> show about YouTube TV? Um. Oh yeah, I did see that earlier. Um, earlier today. Yeah, YouTube TV, which anybody that's got YouTube TV understands the struggle of like when you go to watch sports and they'll go into multi-view, but they pick the four games that you have to watch and you don't get to choose and it kind of sucks, right? And here we are, not even like a well, not even a full full football season out of the Sunday ticket, and they've already decided, yeah, we got to fix that. Um, YouTube TV looks like, as uh, some Reddit users have seen, like it looks like they're rolling out slowly, giving people the option not only to pick whatever games they want, but whatever sport you want to watch as well, yes. which is awesome, dude. So like, Hold if up. I want to have hockey like, here, a basketball game here, a baseball game here, gonna be great, dude. This is awesome for when we're getting to March Madness and everything. Like, thank you. This is great. Thank you, YouTube TV. Yes. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Because like I said, the way it was is like you would pick one. Like David just gets so pissed when we go watch football because he'd want to find one that had the Bears, obviously, because, you know, Nick and them wanted to watch the Bears. And then one with the red zone and then something else. And it was just always garbage. Garbage, but now that you could just pick your own thing, or like, wasn't it the World Series, Pete? Where we're like, dude, it'd be great to have Monday Night Football and the World Series like side by side. Yeah, how cool would that be? And they're like, you didn't get the option. It just felt like they were missing yeah. an opportunity. So YouTube and Google, there. YouTube and Google, figured figure that one out quick. Figure that yeah. out real quick. So that's good. Smart. Um, if Case BK did have a sad week, Arthur Smith got named offensive coordinator for the Steelers. Everybody, you can cheer now. It's all good, dude. <laughs> What a decision. I, now, I do understand, like, Ed, when he was the offense coordinator at Tennessee, uh, they had a really great running year with Derrick Henry and stuff. But, like, dude, if I'm George Pickens, probably asking to leave, bro. Probably asking just to dip. <laughs> I don't need to be there. You're not going to get used. You're just going to be running around for no reason. That's the point. Yeah. it. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, some guys are better OCs or, yeah. you know, coordinators than they are head coaches. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people in Stewart land – Wait, do we do we have an ep- update from uh from uh Steve Ebner? Um, he didn't he didn't say fire. anything to me about it. He didn't say nothing to me about it. I'm gonna be honest. Okay. Yeah, he didn't he didn't text me about that. All he texted okay. me he did say because he was talking to me about the Lamar thing because he was so yeah. pissed off. Like he wasn't pissed off, but he was just like, dude, like I'm tired of the Chiefs, but like this dude like just can't win the big one. I think at one point he did say to me, Lamar is always a bridesmaid, never a bride. He did wow. say that. Wow. And I was like, wow. wow. I said, oh, wow. wow. He was right, though. Uh, that feels like that is the truth uh, there wow. for, for the Ravens this, quarterback. This really is not PK show. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is not PK show. Yeah, it is I'm not, not dude. Yeah, oh, wow. Um, <laughs> Packers hire new defensive coordinator Jeff Halfley, coach of Boston College, Pete. Uh, I saw a lot of Packers fans clowning the decision, but then I saw a few sane ones say, hey, dude, let's see what happens. I mean, at first, 
at first I was like, who the hell is this guy? So I immediately went to the internet to find out about this guy. I'm hyped. Smart move, dude. Yeah. I'm hyped. I'm hyped about this. Like, suppose, all right, so before he took the Boston College job, he was the deep, co-defense coordinator for Ohio State for a year. Did solid there. He also has ties to Robert Sala there of the Jets. So that connection, and it looks like um, Matt LaFleur actually knew him based on, like, their, you know, the Shanahan system. He's been with Shanahan for a few years, too. So he's part of kind of that tree. The thing that I've read up on him, at least initially, that I like so much is he likes to play press man coverage and, like, not play off the ball, which is the complete opposite of Joe Barry. So I'm already 100% in um, for this guy. So, yeah, I'm going to give the, the guy the benefit of the doubt um, and, and see what happens from there. But, yeah, I'm – again, I'm just happy that – Joe Barry's not their defense coordinator anymore. They brought in somebody else, and it seems like it's an opposite philosophy. But the big thing that I'm um, intrigued to see what happens is the Packers have been a 3-4 defense since, uh, geez, about 15 years. They've been a 3-4 defense. I think it's going to switch to a 4-3 based on this guy's scheme here in the past. Um, they do have the personnel for it. Um, I think that should help with the run game um, defensively. So I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Yeah, absolutely. And the Bears got a new defense coordinator as well, Eric Washington. Uh, pretty cool. I, I like it. Um, I think, you know, we're going to see how this goes, especially with the new coordinators with Eric and Shane, um, with answering to Eberflus and working under him. We'll see. Um, I don't know. I got to see how this all shakes out for the Bears anyway. I have way more questions than the defensive coordinator. I can promise you that. Way more questions for the Bears. Um, like I said, we will not do our Super Bowl picks this week. We're going to do those next week. So we have a week to cook up the AM Nation Super Bowl parlay. Got a week to cook it up. Also, just to give everybody's perspective right now, the Chiefs are the dogs, plus one and a half on FanDuel right now. Oh, I yeah. know where I'm leaving. Yeah. Also, anyway. I know where I'm leaving. Anyone that uses FanDuel, get in there and make your free bet for the kick of Destiny 2. Will Rob Gronkowski make the field goal? Yes or no? It's all you got to choose. It's free. And then you get a winning with whoever. If, what if you win, if you're right, you get like out of the, what is it, like the $10 million, you get like a portion of it. Obviously, I have everybody that picks. Probably like five bucks. Whatever. Still free bets, right? So go on there and do it. If you think Gronk's going to make it or not, make sure you do it. I like to think he's going to because he missed it last year. You know what I mean? You, oh, can't, you can't run it back a second time and miss again, asshole. You know what I mean? I'd be pissed. You can. The Browns prove it all the time. Well, that's different. Gronk's a winner. You know what I mean? Like, oh, God. <laughs> wow, wow, oh, wow. And okay. also, John Cena's a part of it. And John Cena's a part of it. Bestie. I love how you're trying to turn that around. It's not working. Ah. Ah. Sorry, everybody. I had a good time bashing oh, on the Browns today. That was good. That was good. I tried to balance it out because I know this episode is so sad for BK. So I just tried <laughs> to balance it out the best I can. Hopefully he also heard the YouTube TV thing and he got excited about that too because that's that's awesome. Um, all right, everybody. That will wrap this up. As always, if 
Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. It's at AMNationPod. Hit the follow button on all those. Listen on podcast services such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just search Amalgamation Nation. Like, subscribe, share, listen, all that good stuff. As I mentioned, you got the sports show this week. There's a gaming show up. And Weebisoap Book Club Episode 2, Volume 2, is out now. So check all that good stuff out. We appreciate it so much. Twitch.tv slash UndeadBlackBull is where you find David. Give him a follow and a sub. If you do have Amazon Prime, you get a free Twitch gaming sub a month. So give it to UndeadBlackBull. And when you're playing Fortnite, maybe you're on the Epic Games Store on your PC. Use that content creator code AMNationPod and help support the show at no extra cost to you. Everybody, have a great week. And Elaine, enjoy your busy, busy hockey week. And for the rest of us, until next time, you stay breezy.